0: Hey guys, happy new year. This is Andy and welcome to our first episode of 2019. In this episode, we discuss women's equality, the Me Too movement with some potentially controversial opinions and how angry we get when we hear women being referred to as female. So come on in, shut the door and join the conversation. Okay, shut the door. A beautiful and, one at that. Thank you. Um
1: we've been having a year. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> the me too movement, right? Yes. Um it's about women speaking up and sharing their experiences about being harassed in the workplace or other places or the power struggle, right? Like yeah. um and I get that. You know, I shared many times about how I'm in the, you know, in the boardroom with someone, in the conference room with someone, and they talk down to me because and I know what it, it is because they'll say like I'm sassy, or they'll use these words that are really only specific to being They would a,
0: never say it to a man. Absolutely. Right.
1: But I was having a conversation the other day, and I was talking to my husband, and we were talking about this restaurant we went to. In the restaurant were nothing but men. It was men serving, men in the kitchen, men like at the register. It was like, it was like one of those pop-up shops, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so disorganized. So I said to my husband, <laughs> I said, what they really need is a woman. And he was like, <gasps> he was sensitive for me. He was like, can you say that? I was like, Because a woman's place isn't in the kitchen in a restaurant, right? Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, they need a woman in this kitchen to kind of organize how things go. And you know this, and anyone who knows me well knows this. I am not a woman in the kitchen. I don't know (laughs) what to do with it, right? But that was my first thought. That was legit my first thought. And I was like, oh, snap. I'm down for the me too, and women can do anything. But I think I still subscribe. Kind of sort of a little bit to roles. Yeah. And I... I, I wouldn't say I'm, a, I'm extremely traditional, but I am traditional. Right? Right. So in our household, there are... Um, we kind of subscribe to roles. Kind of. No. For real. We do. And I guess I was letting my hypocrisy show because I think the thing is... We're supposed to say women can do everything, or women um, can be anywhere. And what you're not supposed to say is you need a woman in the
0: kitchen to make this go right. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I get what you're saying, but I also think you you might have, and and I don't know because I wasn't there, but were you maybe... Identifying that there was an organization issue. Yes, not, not necessarily that the woman needed to be in the kitchen preparing the food, but that no. somebody needed to keep these people straight. Yes. It was more against the men, like these men don't know how to keep themselves <laughs> yes. organized. Yeah. Um. And so I don't, I don't really feel like that's necessarily a bad thing. No. I I also while you may subscribe to the traditional rules in your home. Mm-hmm. Outside of your home, you are not a traditional woman. No, for sure. So while, you know, you have, I think we all, we all hold on to certain things that we grew up with, right? Like, I think that, you know, you're probably similar in that you grew up and your mom was the one who prepared dinner every day, you know? And the dad came, your dad came, the dad. (laughs) Your dad came home from work. And your mother served dinner. Right. Right. And I know that that's how it was for me growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was always the one who prepared dinner. And so, you know, we're kind of raised with those traditional um ways. And some of them are gonna stick, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they all have to stick. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're only being traditional. You are holding on to certain traditional values that um not necessarily values, but traditional roles right. that are um that just kind of stuck with you, but you're branching out in a way where you're a professional and you know, you're not just a homemaker. Right. And I think that that's okay. You know, And I'm kind of a hypocrite in this myself. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if I can be a hundred percent objective, but I think that, there's this this weird line that people feel like they have to be on one side or the other of it. And I don't I don't and I kind of feel that too sometimes, but I think it's really hard. You know, why why if you're a feminist can you not cook dinner? Why if you're a feminist can you not do the laundry? You know what? Just because I think that women should be considered just as you know equals as men, equal to men, right? That they can't do laundry so what the man's got to have to do all the laundry, you know, like, you know, and in my household, as, as you know, mm-hmm. my husband does cooking, my mm-hmm. husband does laundry and I do, I do too. Right. He's more of the cook. Than I, do. <laughs> and I, I try to do more of the laundry, but, um, you know, when I'm slacking, he picks up the slack right. and he, you know, unless I'm getting too slack, he doesn't even say anything about it. It's not an issue. Right. But, you know, I do. I I wish that I had some more traditional roles in my home. Um not that he takes them away from me, but that I don't fill them the way that mm. I think that I should. <gasps> Question that's very interesting, right? Because
1: so like in in my my home our roles are very distinct. Yeah. And I I I like it that way. Because it means that I don't have to do the things I don't want to do, right? like, <laughs> like, they, I'm, in our household, my husband takes care of, like, figuring out how the finances work and figuring out when things need to be fixed and figuring out how to get things fixed and replaced. And, like, those are his things. I make sure that, geez, what do I do? <laughs> Hold on a second. I do laundry you clean I clean I order food I professionally Mm -hmm. order food there's
0: serious value in
1: that (laughs) but like I I do the reason I like my roles is because there's things I don't want to do I don't want to be concerned about the yard ever ever I don't ever want to think about what happens out there and that's been traditionally a man's role so that's his responsibility to figure out whether he's doing it or finding someone to do it that's his responsibility so but what I'm hearing from you is that you
0: want that is that what I'm hearing? I, I want that, but I can't provide that. And, it's, mm-hmm. and the reason I can't provide that is because I am, I also work. Well, yeah, yeah. And I can't be the homemaker, but right. I wish, I will sometimes help with the traditional male roles. Like today, I told my husband I would move along. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? I did. And, you know, while I went to the grocery store this morning, he went ahead and mowed the front lawn. And I told him I would do the backyard um, this afternoon. So, you know, and I'm okay with that. I actually don't mind it. Um, but, but I also, I don't really like cooking. Right. But I wish that I could. Um, I wish that I could because I just... It's just ingrained in me, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know, but I also want I also feel very strongly for women's equality, but mm-hmm. I don't feel that just because I think that women should be equal that they shouldn't still pull their weight at home. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, or that doesn't doesn't mean that women can't shouldn't work in the kitchen. Right. That just means that women should work in the kitchen. They should work in the office. Right. She, they should work in the corporate office, and they should be sitting in the boardroom. But yeah. that doesn't mean that they cannot be sitting or working. In the kitchen. That's that's not what that means. Mm -hmm. Just because that women should be treated as equals doesn't mean that they can't be doing other things too. And so I just kind of, I I really struggle with that because I don't think it should be all or nothing.
1: Well, I feel like in this era of everything being super PC, which is another topic for another day. We should definitely do an episode on that. Seriously, I feel like my husband's... um, (laughs) shock of me saying that is, is because I think as a whole, we ascribe to this PC thing that you just don't say things like that, yeah. whether you feel it or believe it, you don't say that you don't say like, Oh, this needs a woman's touch because wait, what's a woman's touch when I feel like mm, there's a difference. And there, there is, is a definitely
0: woman. a difference. <laughs> just think about like, um, with children, for example, right? right. When they're hurt, right. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they want their mommy. Right. Why? Because there is something in a woman's touch. It is different, you know. And one thing that I love about my husband is that if my my son gets hurt, he makes them tough it out. He makes them, right. you know, makes them feel strong and makes them feel tough. Uh-huh. You know, he uh-huh. makes them, you know, he kind of jabs at him and makes them realize that you know what, you gotta to tough things out right. sometimes. Right. But you know what? Right before his dad does that, I'm loving on him uh-huh. and, and kissing his boo-boos. Uh-huh. But Daddy would never do that. Right? He, he does do it, but it's just not the same. Right? And and there is there the reality is is we are very different. Uh-huh. You know, women are very different from men. Men are very different from women. We have different strengths and weaknesses in certain areas. That doesn't mean that women can't be in the boardroom. Right. But it doesn't mean that men can't be in the kitchen. Right. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Men should also still be in the boardroom. Women should also still be in the kitchen. But women's equality means equality. Not that women are absolved from doing anything that was traditionally women before. And uh, I think people take it a little too far. And that does go into the PC thing. And it's ridiculous. For sure.
1: But I think think the PC thing is also self-protection. Because in this world, if you're not, then it's like you get the gasp. You get the, you're saying that? Or like you can't, I don't know how to explain it other than to say we're so PC to a level where anything you say is offending someone. Yeah. And I I, I think what that does is it belittles things that are actually truly offensive.
0: True. You know, Bill Maher had a... um... On his show recently, he was talking about um, <laughs> how PC people are. Uh-huh. I really don't want to get too deep into this okay. because I think it could totally be a different uh, an episode in itself. Sure. But um, he was talking about how you know everybody is so concerned about being PC, but nobody really cares about yeah. being PC. Yeah. But for real, it's it's a thing. We're all really uptight. But nobody really cares.
1: Great. So I can continue saying this needs a woman's touch. Absolutely. Yay.
0: Yeah. something controversial. No. (laughs) Why not? Because I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. (laughs) Everybody has opinions, right? It's a fact. So the Me Too movement. Yes. I know you and I have talked about it. Yeah.
1: So I think, I think there's true validity in the, in the Me Too movement. I think there's obviously been women who have been either assaulted or harassed or put in difficult situations by people who are in power or who are power over their careers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, and I'm in support of that. 100%. There was just one, there was one Story that came about um, during the start of the Me Too movement, and it was about Aziz Ansir? Am I? I'm, I'm Ansari. The comedian. Uh, yeah, Aziz Ansari. And it was about how he he went on a date with a girl, and they end up having sex, and it was consensual sex, but she ended up. Saying that she had like a bad time where she, she didn't want to go through with it in the end, Mm -hmm. but she did. Mm -hmm. And I struggled with that slightly. Oh boy. Here comes trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do, I've said this a number of times on the podcast that men cannot read women's minds.
0: I don't want to interrupt you. No, please do. In the middle of your thought. Mm -hmm. But I think I I understand where you're going with that. And I agree with you because there, you know, there are men who take advantage of women. That is for sure. For sure. Um, and this isn't where I'm going, but there are women who take advantage of men as well. Very true. But what I, what I believe that you are trying to say is that, Why is it, if she went through with it and didn't tell him, no, I don't want to do this. Why is, why is the responsibility always solely on the guy? And, you know, I always think about, I don't always think about, but sometimes Mm. when I hear these things about how, when a woman was drunk and... She had um, sexual relations with someone, right. and it's the guy's fault. Yes. Well, the guy was probably drunk too. Right. Why is it only his responsibility? And I know we are going to get so oh, much backlash. Slammed,
1: slammed. But
0: but the reality is this: we're all we're all. I mean, not necessarily adults, but a lot of these people are adults, right? Who have the power to make their own decisions. Right. I understand that there are instances where. Choice is taken away. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance that you're referring to, mm-hmm. she had a choice. Right. He did not force himself upon her as far as the, the story, story goes. that I've heard. Yeah. And, and the story is from
1: both his side and her side. There doesn't seem to be much discrepancy.
0: Mm-hmm. Other and than he, she he
1: thought it was a nice time. He right? did. I think she said it was like towards towards some time after they started having sex, she stopped giving feedback. I, I'm guessing like she stopped either you know as you're with someone, you might either like to try to get into it more, you might push yourself on them a little bit or you're definitely kissing them back or you're right you know you're touching them, whatever it is. I guess she said she stopped that in the middle. I don't know if that's a direct read to be like, oh are you are you done? are you do you not want to do this i
0: don't I don't know, yeah, and you know, I think the problem too is. We all have done things that we regret doing in our lives. Damn. Or, You know, I know a lot of people say they never regret, but I think we all have done things in our lives that we look back on and think, oh, you know what? I could have done differently. Sure. She probably in that instance was, you know, maybe interested in having sex with him and then decided she was no longer interested or realized that maybe that wasn't the best choice. Right. Maybe she came to her senses and realized that wasn't probably the most responsible thing to do. Right. Whatever, Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so her regret is now his response. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think there's a, this line. And I do think, I think that the me too, the me too movement is a real thing for sure. And I love that it, that, You know, we have gotten to this point to where people are holding people accountable when they're using their power over women and men. And men, for sure. Um, But the responsibility is on both parties in some instances. Right. You know, I'm not saying that if somebody got raped or sexually assaulted that it's their fault. I'm saying if you go into something... You make a decision to do it, and then you decide that you wished you didn't do it. It's not the other person's and fault. And if you, if you, if at some
1: point during the either intercourse or whatever transaction that's happening—I hate to say it like that—but if you feel like I no longer want to do this, I think that is okay. But you've got to say, "Hey, I'm done." Right. You've got to make it verbally. You've got to make it verbally aware because I feel like it's if I am not speaking in a language you understand then then whatever I'm omitting or whatever I'm giving to you you will not you, you won't that won't be translated here's what I'm saying maybe to him when she start stop giving feedback he's like oh snap she just wants to feel everything right maybe she's just trying to focus on like getting her feels Mm -hmm. right so like she's not doing that feedback she's just like okay you're gonna take care of me take care of me and maybe he read it like that
0: could have been yeah no i'm just saying like
1: you never know but you don't if you don't if somebody doesn't communicate with you exactly in the language exactly and so she might have been like well i stopped giving feedback that should have been a sign he might have read that something completely different you guys have to both be speaking the same language which is stop it I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Um, devil's advocate to my own point. There was something I heard one time where a a girl said she got into a room with a guy and they both undressed. And immediately at that point, she felt like, oh, snap, I don't want to do this. But this was a guy who she felt was much bigger than her. Um... And she's like, well, maybe what I'll do is I'll act like I've climaxed super early so that we could just do it and be done. And then I can leave this room safely without, you know, him being aggressive. Not that he got aggressive at all, but I think she was anticipating that, oh, we're both undressed. This is what's supposed to happen. If I back out now, maybe he will get aggressive. Mm Mm-hmm. So she just carried through with the act so that she could get out of the situation.
0: Okay. Why was she telling that story?
1: She was being interviewed
0: and what was what was her um, perspective? Her perspective
1: was sometimes if you say no, it might it might cause aggression that will then cause yourself to be hurt. In a physical way,
0: mm-hmm. I could see that concern, but you <laughs> you can't just make bad decisions all your life in fear that something bad is going to happen. I know that people do that, and mm-hmm. you know this you know it's kind of goes in in line with a lot of other things. Like I have things that I fear and, you know, we've talked about it and I don't want to go off branch off onto a different topic, but where I have certain fears, I don't want to project them onto my child. Right. So I really focus on not doing that because I don't want to create that fear in him. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, you know, you know, it, related to this, I'm not going to go and make continual bad decisions because of the fear of being physically hurt yeah or or anything Mm -hmm. just fear of any sort of repercussions you know like if you know if it's something that you i don't know it just seems i i don't think that that's
1: I guess what she was saying is like she got herself into the situation. The only way to safely get herself out of the situation was to go through with the situation. But then the onus is still on the guy.
0: So she was holding him responsible.
1: Well, yeah, because it ended up being a very unpleasant, uh, unpleasant experience. And I think the the but the, why is it his fault? The interview, the interview that was occurring, the interviewer was saying that anyone who feels violated was violated that just the fact that you feel that you were violated means that you've been violated.
0: You ever watch those sexual harassment videos that are required by every employer on the planet? Yeah. When they describe sexual harassment, which I think is a much, I mean, sexual harassment is, it's a serious thing, but there is, but sexual assault, I think is a totally different level, much more serious. Mm -hmm. Um, the definition of sexual harassment or when it needs to be taken seriously is when somebody is doing something that you don't like, you have to voice it to them. Mm -hmm. If they don't know it, if you don't tell them or if you don't voice it to somebody, Mm -hmm. then nobody knows because what I might take offense to, you may be perfectly comfortable with. Right. And that's okay. If somebody were to, um, you know, we've had the conversation about, me loving my hair plate. If somebody walked up to play with my hair, I'd be like, Oh yeah." Right. If they did it to you, you'd be like, "Get, Get off yeah, of me right now." Right, right, right. That's, you know, it's similar. No, I I understand. You have to, you would tell them, "You you don't touch my hair." Mm-hmm. Whereas I would be like, "Yes, please. Hold right, on, let me right, take my hair out right, of my ponytail." Right. So so in those sexual harassment videos and trainings, they always say if the, you know, if you're told that you're doing something that somebody is not comfortable with, then you need to stop because then that is, that crosses the line Mm -hmm. and is harassment.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: If you don't know it,
1: you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, I wonder, and I'm not talking about in the rape aspect. I'm just wondering in these where the, the lines of communication aren't incredibly clear. Mm -hmm. I wonder if we're potentially on the verge of um classifying men and women as assaulters who aren't
0: yes another example of men potentially kind of getting the raw end of the deal yeah (laughs) (laughs) is terry cruz yes um I don't know the details of his story, but I've watched a couple interviews with him on, on TV and mm-hmm. I know that he, he was a victim and it, you know, he is a proponent of the Me Too movement and mm-hmm. things like that because, mm-hmm. um, but he represents obviously a different side of yes. it. And, um, first of all, I just have to say how strong a man must be. To admit to that. To be able to come yeah, forward come out, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Because that's agree. huge. Like men yes. are not. The, men are too much. I'm totally generalizing here, but men definitely, there is this fear of losing some sense of masculinity yes. if they express any sort of victimization. He
1: said as much when he came out, and also he said that he was afraid people wouldn't believe him because he's like. I'm this, or people look at him like this big guy because he is a big guy. I think yeah. he used to be a football player. I'm not really sure about that. But, I'm, but he's a big guy and people are like, how could you be assaulted? Right. But the, the thing about the Me Too movement particularly is the power dynamic.
0: Yes. Which That's I think really is what huge. it is. It's not about male, female, Mm-mm. anything like that. It is definitely about the power. Because,
1: you know, this is a man who obviously was trying to take jo- or get jobs so that he could feed his family in his career. If you have someone who is who has an ability to literally affect the dollars that you make to then be able to feed your family, that power that they have over your, your livelihood creates a very distorted um view of of how big a person is right because in that instance terry cruz is very small compared to
0: this person who has such
1: control over his over his life
0: right yeah definitely but i mean that's not to dismiss though all of the victims not at all um i think i think it's great that women are feeling more empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think that... the... there is more visibility into who is um, taking advantage of the power. Yes. And people are less likely to tolerate it now because of all of these people who have come forward. Male or female, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But But I do... You know, like you said, I agree with you that it goes both ways. It
1: does. I think we, I think one, we need to be conscious of the power we have over people. And two, we need to be conscious of when we get ourselves into situations. If we're not comfortable, we've got to speak up.
0: Yes. And I know I'm, I've struggled with this in the past myself. I have trouble sometimes speaking up. Mm Mm-hmm. If I don't feel comfortable in a situation right. or um maybe I'm feeling vulnerable. I don't really want to say anything. Mm-hmm. But you're your strong you're your only advocate, right? And that moment,
1: absolutely, there's nobody else there yeah. but you. Yeah. So you
0: have to, you know, it's sometimes easier said than done, but you have to take care of yourself. You have to look out for number one. 100% of the time. I also think there there
1: needs to be an education that occurs to our young women and our young men about what a consensual relationship <laughs> looks like. And and the fact that you need to, you know, hold on. I want to back up for a little bit. Um, I In that same interview, they were interviewing a gentleman and he was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to ask her every step of the way? Can I kiss you? Can I touch you? Can we do this? Or can we do that? And that was was actually... Well, the lady was like, yes. The the interviewer lady or the lady was hosting the thing was like, absolutely, you should. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on.
0: I have a question. Okay. Would a woman be expected to ask that question every time? Mm. If I was pursuing relations with Mm -hmm. somebody.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Can I kiss you? Right. Can I touch you here? Can I do these things? Can I do those things? I just wonder if a woman is expected to ask all of those same questions in the interview. And this is just one
1: interview. No, it was, they uh, actually addressed that. Well, technically speaking, no, it came from a guy, you know, because the onus is on the guys, So they're talking to the guys like you need to get consent. There's actually an app for it, which they were talking about in the interview where you can record someone saying, yes, I consent to sleeping with you so that you can protect yourself. And I'm like, oh my word.
0: <laughs> like what? That is so wild to me. Cause I, I, I I'm just like, okay, so why do I want to have sex with this person? If I have to like, See, but that's, record, mm.
1: it's these weird lines because yes, you should get consent, but then it's like, it, there's a mood that's being created by these two <laughs> right? individuals and it's like, hold on, let me whip out my app and say, can you say your name and age and that you consent? Like, I don't know what that does to the mood, but also like, there's these young men who need to protect themselves. So they're doing these things. It's a very odd space we're in. Yeah. And I guess anytime there's change, it's, it's odd, right? It's cumbersome, it's clumsy, it's whatever, because we're all trying to figure it out. But I don't know. I'm wondering if there just needs to be an educating, an educating of this generation.
0: I don't know, but I think that the reality is, is this is something that's been occurring forever. Yeah. It's just that people are aware of it and people are less afraid to talk about it openly. It is good. Mm Mm-hmm. But
1: <laughs> can I kiss you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just find it interesting and I would I would love to hear I'd like to follow someone who who kind of has these feelings and see how it really operates in the real world because all these are, are theoretical ways of behaving. How does it happen in the real world, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, <laughs> conversation over and over and over again. Um what is the appropriate way of addressing a a woman? Because I know sometimes men use the term female.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when the people if there's you know people I know and they use it, I always correct them and I was and I'm like, no, a lady, a woman, like female is it feels to me, dismissive, yeah, that female mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like saying abroad, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, be respectful. Uh-huh. And I know you said you kind of feel the same way.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's, it makes it sound like we're not people. And it's funny. Cause I can remember something from back. It was probably in the year 2000. I lived in this apartment. Um, in this neighborhood and it was a, I don't know if it was my age or the Mm -hmm. area I lived, but it was a cool neighborhood because like people would always be out there with their dogs. They would all go and to the tennis courts and the dogs would play. And there was just this one guy and I don't remember anything about him, but he was this macho guy Mm -hmm. and he said something about some female and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and it stuck with me because I was just like, dude. Like what, like that's so, I I don't even know the word, but it just felt so weird. And it, I, I don't, I don't know why men have to refer to women as female. You know, I sometimes think they think that
1: it's just an interchangeable word for woman or lady.
0: But it's not. No. I (laughs) I always feel like it's like macho guys who do it too.
1: Really? Yeah. I know a couple guys who aren't necessarily macho guys. Yeah.
0: Who use it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then that stereotype is gone.
1: Well, out. but maybe I think. Maybe it's them and others, but. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I think it's just, I don't want to say men in general. I think what it is, is there needs to be an education of the word. I don't even know what the word means. I just know the connotation of the word. It's like this. I hate being called sweetheart. I hate it. 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 For me, it feels the very same way. Like even if, like, if my husband calls me sweetheart, I still don't like it. <laughs> I no, I do not like it. I feel like it's a very small word. It's like it's like it's for. More... It's just very small, and it's and it's like, it's like if a if a man will says, thank you, honey. No! I don't like though like I don't for me and female feels that same way. It feels very small. Like it's it's almost treating you like it's either dismissive,
0: dismissive or like you're Condescending. Condescending. That's the right word. That's the right word. And you know, this isn't female, but you know, kind of on that. Adding same on track, to it, yeah. There was um not just one person, but I, I recall one person in particular. Every time they would talk to me or text me, it was a woman. Uh-huh. Hey, sweetie. Uh-huh. And we weren't close. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Even if we were close, uh-huh. you know, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. Uh-huh. Like my husband does not call me sweetie. Uh-huh. I can't think of it. I can't think of any sort of nickname that people call me that sounds so condescending right but whenever I hear somebody say that it makes me hate them a little I bit agree. this I
1: feel the same way you know what's funny though oh I think I might be a hypocrite on this one though because I go around and this is only to people I feel like I have a some some s- like semblance of a connection I will say hey love and I will go on to like say whatever I'm saying, or I'll be like, "All right, see you later, love," or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, oh snap, oh snap,
0: is it the same thing? A little bit. Yeah. It's funny because I I notice that when you like sometimes when you text mm-hmm. me you, you say, "Hey, love," and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But I think because it's not so condescending, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's not sweetie or mm-hmm. anything. It's more like an endearing kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that say sweetie. They're doing the same They're thing. To, but but the difference is is I'm telling you now, if that person if that woman had texted me hey love, I'd have been like, I ain't your love. <laughs> you know, it's not mm-hmm. like we hang out. Mm-hmm. Like don't you know, but you and I like you and I I feel like right. we're, you know, close enough to where right. if you say hey love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you, if you ever text me, hey, sweetie. I won't. I would never. I would never. <laughs>
1: like, sweetie, sweetheart, honey. I, no, never. But I do know, like, I, I, um, you know, like, our coworker. <laughs> Not your coworker. You know, <laughs> like there are other people who I haven't known as long, but I still feel like I have a connection with. I'll call them love too, or sometimes I'll call them mom. Like I'll be like, hey, like, especially like women who have children, I will call them like as a short, I'll be like, hey, Ma. And it's never really meant to be make them feel small, but I realize now as we're talking about it. <laughs> I don't say hey, are you cool with that? Do you want to be called by your name because you have one. You know? But and I and That's I-
0: true. I'm a bit of a hypocrite as well. And I think it's because nobody's calling me sweetie. But <laughs> if it's somebody I'm close to and they say a a nickname or just a, a term of endearment or whatever mm-hmm. that is um that I don't find offensive I'm okay with right hey love doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. um sometimes you call me babe Mm -hmm. I do you do seriously and I love it do I really yeah yeah it's not it's not often but sometimes you'll be like hey babe or or something like that or it's okay babe, or something I don't know am I a Uh, babe I'm a babe person no for real yeah
1: Oh, snap. Yeah. I know I'm a love person. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm a mom person. I did not know I
0: was a babe person. It's just, it's in conversation. I've mm-hmm. never seen you text it, but like mm-hmm. sometimes when we're talking. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And No, that doesn't bother <laughs> okay. me. And it's funny, but I know I do that to my son. Mm-hmm. Like I don't call him sweetheart mm-hmm. or anything like that. um, But I do say when I'm talking to him, I'll be like, come on, babe let's go back, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? So somebody probably gets offended by that. Yeah. So it's just so weird because like, you know, while we have issues with female Female, and sweetheart Mm -hmm. and honey. Yeah.
1: And I am such a nickname person. Like I will, or not even necessarily nickname, like I will rarely call anybody by their giving, given name. Like, that's, in general, that's who I am. Even in my family, everybody has another name right? that, that I've given <laughs> them. Um, but I never ask, I never say, are you okay with that? I just assume, like, you good. You're yeah. going to take that on. And I wonder if, like, the male population feels that way about female. Like, oh, what? You're good, right? Like, you are a female.
0: I mean, yeah, Maybe.
1: But no, I'm going to need you to not call me a female. Yeah, or sweetie. Or sweetie, or honey, or, or sweetheart. Oh my God, those are all bad. So <laughs> you can call me by my government name, Nyatane. <laughs>
0: Thanks for joining us. We're your hosts, Andy Anderson and Naya Tain. If you like this episode, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Shut The Door Podcast. You can also email us at shutthedoorpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and feature your questions or comments on our show. Until next time.